Pastor Chris, for that lovely greeting. And it was our pleasure to partner with you. And we are praying, we are agreeing together as church families that the best days are truly yet to come. I believe that God is at work today. Perhaps it may be hard to see sometimes. If you're like me, you're, you're looking at the world and you're looking at the events of the world and all that is going on and, and you, you, you sometimes begin to think, perhaps God, where, where are you? It was on Monday of this past week and I was looking at all of the headlines and I, I believe I counted close to six different major headlines happening all at the same time. And I'm, I'm sure perhaps there were even more than that, but that's, that's all that I was able to, to count at that particular moment. And they're all heavy things. They're all hard things. But God is with us. I began to think about God. I began to think about my relationship with God. I began to reflect on how, how thankful I am that, that I have hope, that I have God in my life, and that our family has God in our lives, and we make serving the Lord a priority in our lives. And, and I, I pray that, that you have that in your heart and in your home and in your personal lives as well. And perhaps if you don't, perhaps today you would make a, a really significant and important decision in your life and make Jesus the center. I'm sure by now you've, you've noticed this, this lovely green bike behind me today and perhaps you were hoping that, that I was going to and maybe Heather was going to get on there with me and we were going to demonstrate how this bike works. Uh, but that's not going to happen today, uh, primarily for safety reasons. Uh, I don't want to fall off, and, and I don't want Heather to get hurt. And, uh, well, I'm just out of shape. Perhaps you can identify with me today that one thing that this season of quarantine has done is, well, it has taken away some of the routines and some of the potato chips and pop and things that are not healthy for us begin to become very attractive and very tasty. And we find ourselves snacking a whole lot more than what we did before all of this began to happen. I, I heard one person actually refer to it as the COVID-15. The extra 15 pounds that we're all going to have because of the isolation period. Uh, but not to worry, that, that will come off quickly, I'm sure. But today, what I wanted to do was talk about this bike just for a couple of moments. And yes, it's beautiful, and thank you to Roger for cleaning it all up for us today so that I can have it in the building today. Uh, but I want us to draw our attention to something. There's lots that we could talk about today, particularly surrounding all the components of the bike but there's something that I want to draw our attention to this morning, and that is the center of the wheels. And I'm not really sure exactly what you call that. I'm not really technical when it comes to these types of things, thank goodness. But for 
sake of a better term, I'm going to call it the, the center where the spokes attach to. Does that make sense? The center part of the wheel where the spokes attach to. I'm sure I'm going to get a, a whole lot of emails and text messages later telling me exactly what that is. But for now, I hope that that helps us understand. And what I'd like us to do is imagine that this is Jesus. This is Jesus. And all of the spokes coming out are the things in our lives. So we have our family. We have our work. We have uh, the hobbies and the activities that, that we get ourselves involved in. Perhaps church would be a spoke coming out of there. Now, something to note that the wheel would actually collapse if it wasn't for that piece in the center. And the piece in the center, it does something else. It holds all of those other things together so that you can travel on this bike and have a, hopefully, a more comfortable ride. Jesus needs to be the center. But sometimes we, we get our priorities a little mixed up, and we start to place Jesus on one of these spokes, and Jesus just becomes a compartment of our life. God just becomes a, a spoke in our life, and things begin to not work the way they're supposed to. You know, Jesus needs to be the center of our lives. Everything needs to come out, in other words, of our relationship with Christ. It is so important that, especially in these days, as we are navigating some of these difficult but important conversations that we're all having, we're all having these conversations, and they are important. But it is extremely important also that we remember that Jesus be the foundation. That Jesus be the foundation through which we have these conversations. It's to the Bible that I'd like to draw your attention to this morning as we remember what we talked about. Jesus needs to be the center of our lives. And I would encourage you this morning to join with me today in the Word of God, in the Bible. And I'll remind you again, if you don't have a Bible, reach out to us, even right now. Just send us a message right now and we will receive that message and we will send you a Bible. We'll connect with you today Get your address if you're comfortable, and we will ship you a Bible completely free of charge. So if you do not have a Bible, let us know. We want to get a free Bible into your hands today. But it's to the book of Philippians chapter 4. The book of Philippians, we're going to go right to chapter 4 today, and we are going to check out this portion of, the God, of God's Word today. Philippians chapter 4, and we're just going to briefly touch on, chapter, on, on verse 1, Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. And we see here in verse 1 just how much the Apostle Paul, who wrote this, loved the Philippian people. And he loved them so much that he wrote to them. And he gave them five values. Five values that we are just going to touch on today upon which they could build happy and peaceful lives. 
And Paul encourages them here, and us for that matter, that if we use these values that we're going to talk about and put them into practice, the Christian experience would be more full and meaningful. Let's check these out. These values. Value number one. Be reconciled together. Be reconciled together. In verses 2 and 3, Paul encourages two people to settle their differences. Two people that have a difference to settle them. And we see this being encouraged here. It's obvious that there were not only differences between them, but also a a lack of respect and an inability to find a solution to their problem. Do you know something? Jesus, Jesus is able to help us find the solutions to our problems. If we would allow Jesus to to come into our lives, to come into our circumstances. Remember, he's not surprised by the messes of our lives. He's not surprised by our circumstances. And if we would allow him to come in, he would help us. And we see this unfolding here. He was encouraging these two people we see here to begin to settle their differences. Value number two, rejoice in the Lord. In verse 4, Paul shares about joy. And the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. You see, Paul believed that if joy and rejoicing, if that posture of joy and rejoicing was allowed to take over someone's life, that life would be totally transformed by it. I know that, you know, I've bumped into people that, and perhaps you have too. You've bumped into some of those people that, that just, they just seem to lack that, that joy. I, I believe that when we have Jesus a part of our lives, it should totally transform us. And we should become people of joy. We should become light to those around us. We should be happy. We should be totally transformed. As you look at these words in the Bible, here are some things to consider as we just get some context because it really adds value to what we're reading and discovering today from this letter that Paul in the Bible is writing. You see, some things to consider about this writing is that Paul was actually writing from prison. He was writing from prison. He was in prison because he was a believer in Jesus. He was a Christian. And there was a real possibility that Paul would not come out of the prison alive. But still we see this, this posture of joy as Paul is writing these words, even in these circumstances. It's obvious that before Paul entered this circumstance, Paul had already made up his mind what kind of an attitude he was going to have in life. Someone said, and I believe it's true, someone said that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% attitude about what has happened to you. I tend to believe this. 
For sure, at least for Paul, joy was the expression of his inner world meaning. Joy gave him the ability to endure difficult moments in life. And his joy, which he received from the Lord, was part of Paul's worldview. Again, we come back to this bicycle and Jesus being the center, the center of our worldview, the center of our lives. We see this unfolding in this story from the Bible today as we see this letter. Paul, Paul's foundation was built on his relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. Just move a little bit in the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 7 through 4. The Bible says, and again, this is Paul writing. Paul says, I am acting with great boldness towards you. I have great pride in you. I am filled with comfort in all our affliction. I am overflowing with joy. For even when we come into Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were afflicted at every turn, fighting without fear, fighting without and fear within, but God, who comforts the downcast. Listen to these words today. I think they go deep today. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. And not only by his coming, but also by the comfort with which he comforted by you. As he told us of your longing, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I still rejoiced more. At this time in Paul's life, at the time of this writing, Paul was experiencing all kinds of troubles. Paul was experiencing all, time, all kinds of tribulations. He was tired. He had many challenges. Yet because he was a believer, he was a believer in Jesus Christ, he knew, he knew that his heavenly Father was looking after him. And with the Lord being in the center of his life, he could trust. He could trust that things were going to be okay. We can come back and we can look at this, this illustration again. And we see that, that as Jesus being the center, even if one of these parts of our lives begins to experience some difficulty, there is still stability in the center. And all we need to do with, with the help of God, when some of those parts in our lives, they, they become a little bit disjointed, they experience trouble, all we need to do is repair them. And God is able to do that. God is able to repair. Just like Roger was able to fix this bike and make this bike strong again, God is able to restore some of those, some of those things in our lives and bring, bring healing into those things, bring healing into those relationships, into our families, relationships with our friends, relationships with those around us. And I think that we can all agree, especially today, on this day in 2020, when, when 
all the things that are going on in this world, I think we can agree that there needs to be some healing. There needs to be some healing amongst us, amongst all of us. Jesus is able. Jesus is able to bring that healing. Value number three, remember that Jesus Christ is coming back. Jesus Christ is coming back. The Bible says this. Remember that. Remember that Jesus is coming back. In verse 5, we see Paul jumping back to our, to our text this morning from the Bible. We see Paul, he says, Let your gracious spirit, your gentle, easygoing spirit be known to everyone. The Lord is near. He is coming soon. The Lord is coming soon. The reason this was and is so important for us to consider and remember is if we believe, if we believe that Jesus is coming back, this belief, this foundational belief will help us to not only live a godly life, but also live a godly, satisfied life. You see, the Bible says that, that the church should be anticipating that you and I, as followers of Jesus, should be anticipating his arrival. And this anticipation should have an element of excitement to it. I'm excited for Jesus to come back. But you know what? I'm also equally as excited for this opportunity that God has given to me and God has given to you to continue to share the love of Jesus with everyone who will listen until that day he will come. The Bible says he's coming, but until he comes, we need to tell others about Jesus Christ. I was asked a question this week. I was in a conversation with one of my friends, and one of my friends and I, we were talking about our website, and, and he asked me a question. He said, David, what do you do? What does your church do? And instantly, I answered his question, we talk about Jesus. And he said, then that's what you need to tell people. We talk about Jesus, and Jesus is coming back. And value number four, we need to reach out to the Lord in prayer. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, is we reach out to the Lord in prayer. In verses six and seven, Paul encourages us. Paul encourages us to pray, to pray in general, to pray in special seasons of prayer, to pray with thanksgiving. To pray with requests. The point is this. The point is this. Whatever we do, remember to pray as you go through this life. Because remember, all of these spokes, we need God's wisdom. We need God's help. And he will help us decide where to spend our time. But if our lives are not centered around Jesus Christ, if your life is not centered around the hope of Jesus Christ, you will not be fulfilled. Things will not work out the way you want them to because Jesus isn't in the center. So perhaps this day on this day, as you pray, as you remember to pray, you'll, you'll bring Christ 
back in the center of your life. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, it's beautiful and timely for this day. The Bible says, don't worry about anything, but, in, but is in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which the Bible says surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. In other words, today, friend, you don't have to be anxious because the Bible says that God is with us. Now, don't misunderstand me this morning. God understands our anxiousness. He understands our anxiety. And if you experience anxiety, I, I am not judging you today. What I'm saying to you is he wants to help. As the center of your life, he wants to help you. We all go through seasons of anxiety and fear. And I'm thankful this morning that the Bible says that he's with me and he's with you. God is with us and prayer works. Value number five. We need to, I believe, work on developing good thinking patterns. In other words, what we think about matters. In verses 8 and 9 in Philippians 4, Paul addresses this subject of peace. And he lists a few things to consider. Paul says, think about whatever is true. Listen to these words. Whatever is true, honest, just, pure, lovingly, and of good report. In other words, what is not false. In other words, what is noble, respectable, and which conforms to God's standards. Whatever meets his approval, God's approval. Whatever is morally pure. Whatever is not unkind or fault-finding. Whatever is praiseworthy and of the highest standards. We see here Paul saying to us today, through the word of God, consider these things worthy of your time. What we think about, it matters. What we share on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, it matters. Let's take these words today and apply them to our hearts and apply them to our social lives. And let's make a commitment today before God. As we commit to making Jesus the center of our lives, let's make a commitment today to do better together with God's help. I believe we can do that. God will help us. God will empower us. Jesus will empower us with the Holy Spirit, to do better. Today, on this precious day, we've used the Bible and we've discovered a few things. The necessity of reconciliation. Reconciling with each other. Build bridges instead of walls in our relationships. And reconcile our differences. And learn to see how God sees us. 
the importance of rejoicing, of how we need to remember that the Lord, that Jesus is returning to this earth, that Jesus is coming back. The Bible says so. And that reaching out to the Lord in prayer is important. And if we develop good thought patterns, our life and Christian experience will be full of blessing. I invite you this morning, if you have not made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, to do so right now. I believe you can do so right now just by, just by praying something similar to this. Lord Jesus, I know that you came. I know that you died for me. Thank you for dying on the cross and forgiving my sins, Lord. Today, I make a decision to follow you. If you prayed that prayer today, let us know. We want to help you in this new and exciting relationship as you've made a decision to make Jesus the center of your life. Or perhaps today you, you serve the Lord for a period of time. and Our priorities, they get, they get messed up. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. We're people. We need to give each other the, the permission to not be perfect. And we make mistakes. And perhaps today you're, you're in that position where there's a few things, there's a few of these spokes, and they need to be realigned in your life, in your relationship with Jesus. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, thank you that you know me. Thank you that you care. And Lord, today I ask you to become the center of my life again. Lord, I give you my life today afresh, and I pray that as I make a decision today to make you the center, Lord, that I would continue to grow, Lord, that I would continue to develop good habits. Help me to read your word. Help me to pray. Thank you that you care, and thank you that you love me. Thank you that you love us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm so glad that you took a few moments to be with us today. God bless you. Remember, we're here for you. If you need prayer, reach out. We'd love to join with you in prayer. See you next Sunday.